From Luminary Media, this is Karamo. You know I'm all about helping you get to the emotional core of what's happening in your life. And on this show, you're able to call in and speak directly to me to get advice to navigate those hard issues that you're going through. Hey, friends! Not only am I going to help you, I might help you and a family member, you and a friend, you and a coworker. This is about helping you to heal and grow and figure out the language and tools so that you can have the best life possible. Hey friends, welcome to Karamo. I am so excited about today's show. We are talking about conflict. This is something that I don't think people talk about enough, though we all experience it, whether it's conflict with friends, whether it's conflict with family members. We all know how it feels when you are in total disarray because you just can't handle an issue with someone else. I want you to live long, happy, healthy lives. So we got to figure out how do you heal from conflict? How do you get to a place of resolution? How do you understand that I can grow from this and be a better person? And that's what we're going to be diving into today. Hey, now, there's somebody that's going to be my guest that you all know of who I had an extreme amount of conflict with. Fortunately, we were able to talk about it, grow through it, and heal from it. And that is my castmate, Anthony Porowski. Dun, dun, dun. I know. A lot of people, it's like juicy drama, right? But the reason that Anthony and I are going to be talking about this today is because a lot of people see our relationship now and don't understand that we did go through a hard time and we had to work on it. We'll be talking about our conflict and how we healed from it. But as always, friends, this is about you all. I want to talk to you and help you navigate the conflicts in your life. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Some of us love conflict and never back down from a direct confrontation, and others avoid it at all costs. I'm not here to judge which category you fall in, but I am here to help you if you don't feel comfortable with the way you handle conflict, whichever way that is. So I put a call out online for your questions about conflict. This very special person by the name of Meg hit me up in my Instagram DMs and said, Hi, Karamo. I'm trying to heal from being abused by friends. Almost all the materials talk about romantic relationships, but how do you deal when your best friend degrades you and your relationships? People don't talk enough about toxic friendships and how they affect your life in short and long-term ways. Also, how do you deal when someone has said 
you deserve the abuse or that you didn't do enough to ask for their help. We have Meg on the line. Meg, are you there? Hello. Hey, Meg. Hi. How are you, friend? How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Where are you calling me from? I am currently in Salisbury, Maryland. Maryland! (laughs) I have some stories about Maryland when I was in college, girlfriend. Ooh. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much for hitting me up and responding to my message on Instagram because what you said to me really, really resonated. When you had talked about healing from being abused by friends and that you have a friend that is degrading you, a best friend, you said. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? So that actually happened when I was in high school and we were really close and, you know, we shared a lot of stuff. We were both going through things and I actually started dating one of his friends and he didn't like our relationship and he used what I had told him against me. Mm. And it was really hard um, because I it damaged that friendship, but then it also had effects on my romantic relationship with my boyfriend. And especially because I was so young, I had no idea what to do with it. How did that make you feel when they started to sabotage your relationship? It made me feel really alone because then I felt like, Not only had I lost that friendship, and it affected my romantic relationship in that those two people were really good friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so if his best friend thinks that about me, then what does my boyfriend think about me? Yeah. And that took a really long time to separate, and it made it really hard to talk to my boyfriend about it because I don't want to be that girl who was like, well, you can't be friends with your best friend. You have to be friends with me. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You are saying some things that I'm telling you have (laughs) echoed. Friendships are people that you feel like you're supposed to be able to go to and have that support and help from. And when that's gone, what do you do? Who do you turn to? Of course, I'm going to feel alone. You know, in my book, Karamo, My Story of Embracing Purpose, Healing, and Hope, I talk about um, a relationship that I was in with um, an ex of mine. And he was really addicted to drugs. It started getting out of hand. And he disappeared on me. And when he disappeared, I felt so abandoned. And I would try to talk to my friends about what I was feeling. And every time I would say something, they would be like, oh, he's gone. Don't worry about him. Why are you even stressing over him? What are, what are you thinking about? It, like, And it just made me feel more isolated, as if what I was feeling was not valid. As if... If I shared with them what I was going through, that somehow they were going to continue to judge me because in their minds, I wasn't strong enough to deal with it, that I wasn't handling it properly. And I was having all these mixed emotions of, why are you not allowing me to feel the way that I feel? Why do I feel unsafe in sharing this information with you? And when you start to ask yourself those critical questions, you get to a place to understand that sometimes... Friends are not really there to help you. And you have to know if this person is someone you can turn to or is this someone you need to let go? Is this someone you can open up to or is this someone that should not be privy to certain information of your life because they're not going to be able to be there to support you? You know, but what's most interesting about what you said is what will they think about me? And I don't want to be that girl. 
Mm, mm. <laughs> Sister, what do they think about me? And I don't want to be that girl. So why was it a concern for you of what would they think about you? Because they had been such a good friend and they had been so supportive for so long. I had placed my trust in them. I valued what they thought about me. And that's where I feel like a lot of people get sucked into toxic relationships is they had been so positive and so supportive. And then it slowly turns into this thing that isn't. And you had once trusted them and then they slowly broke that trust and it leaves you very unsure. Yeah, but the real world is not the trust in this one, to be honest with you. It's value. You said I valued what they thought of me because that's really what happens in friendships. It happens from elementary school to all of us. When teachers start giving us gold stars, (laughs) we want that gold star. So we know that I turn to this person, and if they have a smile on their face, then somehow that means that I've done good in life. And we put that same value system on our friends. We turn to our friends, and we say, did I do good today? Am I all right? (laughs) And if they don't say that you are a value, that starts to affect our self-esteem. Yeah. But where should the value be? It should be in yourself. There you go. When you're in these friendships— You have to always make sure that your opinion is most valued over someone else's. Because when we start to get into the places of what will they think about me? What are they saying about me? You're putting their value over your own value. And that's not fair to you. Secondly, I don't want to be that girl. I can't tell you how many girlfriends I've had who have said this to me. I don't want to be the needy girlfriend. I don't want to be this girlfriend. I don't, girl, be that girl if you want to be that girl. Seriously. (laughs) And sometimes you have to be. Um, Maybe that's not my problem. Maybe he needs to learn how to be more supportive in relationships. You better preach it. That's exactly it. (laughs) Sometimes you have to be that girl to get clarity. And sometimes you have to be that girl to make sure that you are being respected and loved in the way that you deserve. This girl is not going to take it when you say, are you sure that's not just your problem? Ah, no. Yes! No. Let me tell you and... something. You are taking me to church right now, Meg, all right? <laughs> you are that girl, and I appreciate you so, so much for this. You're going to help so many other people. So I just want to say thank you so much for calling in and speaking with me today. Yeah. Listen, Thanks for having me. Of course. I appreciate the support. Enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Yep. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. That is what I'm talking about. Be that girl, okay? That is my new little mantra for the rest of the day. I'm going to walk through life and be like, I am that girl. And I think that's so important because a lot of times we say to ourselves in conflict, well, I don't want to be that person. And it's okay to be that person if being that person allows you to find out and figure out what you deserve, what you want, and what your values are. So that way you can clearly articulate that to someone else. It's key in getting over and getting through conflict. So friends, today we are talking about conflict. So I got a direct message from someone by the name of Amanda. And Amanda said, hey, Karamo, I saw the post on your story about dealing with conflict. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship that ended a little over a year ago, 
and I lost many friends because they did not see what was really going on in my relationship. And some of them are still causing conflict with the friends I do still have in my life. Hmm. Let's get into more detail with Amanda. Amanda, are you there? Oh, yes. Hello. So thank you so much for the message that you sent me. Can you tell me a little bit about what's happening? So um, the relationship ended a little over a year ago. And because a lot of relationships um, aren't what they seem on the outside, a lot of my friends had no idea how hurt I was by everything that was going on. Yeah. And so they all decided that I was a bad person because the relationship ended. Most of them, I don't think, ever really realized that there was a problem, even though I would say that, like, I was really hurt by it. I don't think any of them fully comprehended that. Why didn't you feel that you could talk to your friends about what you were going through? I was really lost in it for a while, and I didn't see how problematic it was. And I really didn't see my own mental state deteriorating. Like, I didn't, I didn't realize it right away. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you feel comfortable in telling the other friends about the relationship? I guess I didn't want to ruin anything for my ex. And I didn't want to be the person to, like, divide our friends at all. Because we had a lot of mutual friends. So you sacrificed yourself to protect your ex? Uh, A little bit, yeah. A little bit, or is that what you did? I I guess that is what I did. It's not a bad thing what you did. It's an unhealthy thing for you, but it's not a bad thing. So this is not a place of judgment. Because what has happened here is, as human beings, when we see other people in conflict, it becomes our natural instinct to pick a side. But what helps us to make these decisions is when we have information If you could sit your friends in a room right now and tell them about that time period, what would you say? I think I would say that there were a lot of things that they didn't see and that just because maybe in a group setting, my relationship seemed fine. It wasn't for me. And that when it ended, I was not the enemy. I was not ending the relationship for any reason other than I needed to look out for my own mental health. Mm. But something I'm noticing is that I asked you if you would sit down in front of your friends, what would you tell them about the relationship? And you never give details of what happened. Why? I guess I'm afraid to. Are you embarrassed by what happened? I think I'm a little upset that I let it go as far as it did. Mm -hmm. Part of that, what you just said, is embarrassment. You're quiet over there. I want to know what your thoughts are. (laughs) I think you're completely right. (sighs) You got to say, I forgive myself for going through that relationship. Can you say that for me? I forgive myself for going through that relationship. And you have to tell yourself, I'm not embarrassed of what I learned and how I've grown. I'm, I'm not embarrassed for what I've learned and how I've grown. I know I have grown a lot since then. If you want to start to resolve the conflict with these other friends, you're going to have to let them in. Like what you said, yes, I was in a relationship. You all didn't see it. Be clear about that. But also tell them, this is how I learned and how I grew in this relationship. That is what made me end it. If you phrase it like that, 
It gives you the courage and confidence to know that you can have this conversation with them and not feel foolish or stupid or mad at yourself for what you went through. And you don't got to do it all at once. You can do it one by one, but I have faith that you can do it and it's going to help you more than you can understand. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was what we call a breakthrough. You know, she started to get it. Sometimes when we have those conflicts with friends, we have to realize that the first step is really going back to how we felt, what we were experiencing. She was scared to open up. She was scared to say, I'm embarrassed. She was embarrassed for what she went through. But let me tell you something, friends. None of us should ever be embarrassed when we grow and when we learn. And sometimes it takes a hard situation for us to have to learn those lessons. But if you've made it through, then be proud of yourself. That's how it works. And that's how you get through conflict. Now, when we come back, I am very excited because we're going to have another conversation with somebody who is very near and dear to my heart. So make sure you stay tuned because we're going to be talking to my brother, Anthony Porosky from Queer Eye. Hey, friends. So we are back, and I told you that we have a very, 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 very special guest in studio today. This is somebody who I love, love dearly, um, and it is probably one of the best-looking guys in Hollywood. I'm just, let's just be real. You are one of the best-looking guys in Hollywood. We're throwing out the compliments very quickly. No, come on, you are. You're one of the best-looking guys in Hollywood. Anyway. Um, it is my brother from Queer Eye, Anthony Porosky. That's me. It's so interesting seeing... It's like I'm smiling really hard because it's like so interesting seeing you do something different that's still the same, but like kind of in a very different context. Um, I don't know. I'm just having a little moment right now where I'm just like really proud of you, where you're like doing something that's like detached from the show, but still continues with that message. Thanks, boo. And it's like your own thing. And like freaking congrats on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I got to tell you, this whole experience for me has been uh, probably one of the most exciting parts of everything that has been happening in this past crazy year and a half that we've all had because Queer Eye has been amazing, but to like really take my message out a little bit further has just been great. And to have you be here and be my first guest um, is also Wait, I'm your first guest? You're number one. You're number one. Holy crap. Who who else am I going to start with? Do you think I'm going to start with somebody else? I'm starting with one of my brothers. I'm your first guest. Number one. And you know, this episode is all about conflict. Mm -hmm. And conflict is something that is at the core of Queer Eye. Queer Eye is all about these heroes who we help who are like... I am in conflict and I need you all to come in in these five categories and help me overcome that conflict. Right. And I think that's why our show resonates with people because they can see themselves in our heroes. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a universality to experiencing that, whether it's a conflict, which I think you're so good at addressing the conflict that our heroes have with themselves. Often it's with their past selves where they kind of can't get past something that they experienced. Mm -hmm. And that sort of fuels their behavior and sort of in every facet of their life or people who are just having relationship issues or whatever it really is. I think that there's, there's a universality there. Like every single person can relate 
to what conflict is. It's a conversation that the five of us, the Fabers, we have pretty much on a daily basis. Daily We're always basis. trying to like <laughs> figure out like, okay, what do we do? But yeah. what's like the solution? It's like, just like sit down and hash it out, figure it out. And often we don't know. Yes. And we figure it out as we go. Like we're not, you know. We're not perfect. We consider ourselves pros in whatever it is that we do, <laughs> but like we're not perfect. Yeah. And it's just. And that, and that would be true. You know, a lot of people, you know, one of the reasons why I invited you here, and I'm so thankful that you were open to coming on this, is because you and I had our conflict. Mm -hmm. um, it was something that the Fab Five knew about and also the crew. But what was interesting that I think people need to know is that they see the five of us and they're like, they're best friends. Everything is great. Right. And they don't assume that there would ever be any issues. So we're letting the cat out the bag. No, but I think that like people need to understand, like we didn't know each other before the show started. At all. And I think people in every single interview that we do, wherever we go on press, people are always like, oh, so like you guys knew each other. It's like, no, we had no idea who none, we were. None. Did we get and along amazingly during chemistry testing? Yes, it, and it was that weird, crazy moment of like, oh, my gosh, it's like we've known each other our whole lives. Mm -hmm. Yes. But we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That chemistry test was authentic and real. We yeah. saw each other and we were like, these are the people I'm supposed to be on this. Right. Week. We connected. But then it was like, oh, now that we've connected, we have to get to know each other. Right. Anytime two people who don't know each other get thrust into this extremely odd situation where you have to work together for 80 hours a week, you realize that some personalities don't mesh well together. And let me be clear about this. No matter what we were going through, our intention on camera was always to help our heroes. And I respected this so much about Anthony, and I believe he respected this about me because we would be going through something, but once it was about this other person, we put our issues aside and said, let's help. So it wasn't that we were being fake on camera. We knew there was a greater purpose and a greater mission outside of the BS that we had going on behind the cameras. Someone, a third party, got involved in what we were talking about with what our issues was and escalated it to a point where we were no longer able to even see each other to communicate and, you know, out of respect for this person who we've also shared that we would be talking, we've decided that we're not going to go into exactly what they said because it could damage their career and we're not in the business of hurting people. But we are no, in the, the business of the purpose is really the solution and figuring out how we can be best of service and conveying how we deal with these issues. Yeah. And it's an ongoing, not between you and I, yeah, of but course, like of course. conflict is an ongoing thing. We figure it out. There are different times when... Some of us have trouble just like, you know, it's freaking long hours that we work together when we're on set. Yeah. And it's like that gets affected. And yeah. it always it sort of switches. We're, at the end of the day, we're all together and we all share our fast food at the end of a week helping our hero. It's <laughs> you, like that you, tradition. You've only shared fast food with me once. Let's I be still real. sit in the car with you while you guys okay, eat Okay, I was about to say, you only share it. But the point is, it's just that it's like it's it's a dynamic thing and it's something that's ongoing. And the important thing is just kind of like it's it's the solution to it. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What? During our conflict, mm-hmm. what were you feeling? I think it was just, and this is something that comes up for me time and again, as I think it does for anybody who experiences conflict, because it's sort of like there is a repetition of like a pattern that kind of comes up, but it's of not being heard, not being understood, being disrespected. I always think that because I'm such a sensitive person mm-hmm. that I really have my stuff figured out in terms of like how I'm feeling, but often it is so hard to actually put a word on the feeling. 100%. And when I realized that recently, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, it's actually very hard sometimes to be like, I'm angry with this. I'm, I'm sad about this. My feelings of betrayal had nothing to do with you. It had to do with feelings of family and people who I've loved feeling as if like the shoe's gonna drop and once I get betrayed either they hurt me or I hurt them Mm -hmm. which is an unhealthy way to act and so our conflict triggered that emotion Mm. and just like how it triggered for you because this is something that you've experienced before it it, it stems from my family you know at at the core all of our emotions stem. as my therapist always says if it's hysterical it's historical boom and that's, that's a good really one. Good. That is a good one. It took me a while to like really fully get it. But Hold I'm on. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm from the school of Oprahism. Yeah, 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 I like yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. if it's hysterical, it's for historical. And it can get triggered at any given moment in your life, no matter where you are. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was it like for you having an opportunity to have someone come to you and say, do you want to work this out? And saying, let's take the steps forward to do that. It's a weird kind of like a stars aligning thing where suddenly it's like, okay, I'm ready to say how I'm feeling, the other person is ready. It didn't happen the way that I thought it would. How long did it take for you to forgive, but also to believe that it wouldn't happen again? Mm. For me, there wasn't any precedent where I understood Mm -hmm. what it's like to work with five people so intimately. And then like, we're together for like 14 hours a day, not even exaggerating. And then we don't see each other for how many months. And yes, we still have the group chat and like, we're still in touch, but it's different, right? Because it's so intense. I will tell you for me, it was, it was, it was hard for maybe five months. Mm -hmm. I mean, and this is the beginning, like we're a year and a half in now. But it was always constantly, and this this was a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was able to identify it. It was always the question of, will he betray me again? And not saying you betrayed me, mm-hmm. the feeling of, will he betray me again? Mm-hmm. Will he do something? Like that was going... the automatic thought that came up. Always. It was always like, 
I'm close. Like, you know, sometimes I remember there was a moment we were um, we were doing press for season one and we were all together and we were having the best time ever. Mm -hmm. And I turned to you to start sharing something like a, a little secret. And I noticed in my mind, I was I heard myself saying, don't say this to Anthony because he's going to he's going to betray you. Mm -hmm. And then I literally had to fight against like he hasn't betrayed you. There is no mm -hmm. betrayal right now. We've talked about it, but it's one of those things of like having to be able to check in with your feelings of mm -hmm. saying as they're happening, as they're happening. And you forget that there is always lingering. Mm -hmm. You know, you go into. Of course, just because something gets discussed, it doesn't mean like, OK, great. Everything's 100 percent and like back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's if you think about. Even there's like so many, oh my God, so many examples that come to mind of like what the beginning was like when we were all just sort of figuring it out. Yeah. And it's like even when conflicts arise with like castmates or we like, I don't know, sometimes we've had a long freaking day and somebody cuts somebody off in a scene and we get like a little short about it. Like the important thing is that we have the talk. Yeah. The like talk. the solution is always like hash it out. Like don't sit in the feelings too long. Anthony, I will tell you this. Um, I don't know how you're going to do this every day. This is exhausting. <laughs> I love to talk. It's my favorite. You thing do. Ever. I do. I you're love great to, at it. Thank you. I appreciate that. I love to talk, but also I love to see people talk through their issues mm -hmm. and heal. And what you've done for me in this conversation and for all of our friends around the world is help them to realize that even people like us, who everyone has assumed has just been buddy, buddy from day one, has went through something has identified what they were going through, has has healed from it because they were willing to listen to each other, trust in each other, and also constantly communicate. So thank you for being open and honest. Of course, and, being and it's like it's perspective. It's knowing the big picture and like what actually matters. Like holding on to resentments, you're only hurting yourself at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yes, I agree. I don't want to age prematurely. I don't need that. Not with that pretty face. Come on now. Listen, um, you'll stick around a little bit more yes. and help me in the next episode with helping people through their conflicts with their family members, which you've actually done for me. Hmm. Yeah. Dum, dum, dum. Let's dum. figure out what it is. Yes. All right, friends. Thank you so much. Karamo is presented by Luminary Media, produced by Little Everywhere. Hosted by me, Karamo. Music by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band. Remember, this is an entertainment advice show. If you need direct help or direct advice on a physical or mental issue you're currently dealing with, please contact a professional in your town who can advise you. As always, friends, for more healing and growth, check out more episodes of Karamo on Luminary Media. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 